I mean, the first is obviously if someone writes something creepy or gross, or if it's on an app where they can send a picture, getting a dick pic as their first thing. I have gotten so many dick pics to this point where I could do a coffee table book on dick pics. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Kant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets we probably want to take to our grave are those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is Jen. Now, Jen, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? I hate online dating. I hate all dating in general, but online dating is basically all my dating and it sucks. Okay, here, I'm going to just be very transparent. I have never online dated at all. So you're going to have to tell me what's so bad about it. I know it's probably really bad, but I've not experienced it. It's, there's a lot that's bad. Okay, let's start. Why why do you hate it so much? I feel like there is no easy path with online dating. There's always something else happening. If you know, you're swiping with someone, you're chatting with them, they're chatting with 16 other people, which is fine because I'm never just chatting with one person either, but you never really know what's going on. You don't know if someone is married and I've had to start doing spy work to confirm <gasps> if people are married or not. You've stalked your online dating. Okay, first of all, can you, people are going to make so much fun of me and I sound so old, but I don't even know what swipe left and swipe right means. Like, I don't know which one is you approve and which one is swiping right is yes. And swiping left is no. Oh my God. I'm so dyslexic. I'd probably swipe the wrong way. Like I'd be like, oh, whoops, wait, no, I didn't want that person. 
the good thing is on the apps, it kind of shows like a little translucent like check mark or X as you're going. So you could always let go and bring it back to the middle. They did that for us dyslexic people. <laughs> <laughs> or for those of us who are possibly regretting our choices. Ooh, that's right. Okay. So if you do swipe and you say, I like you, can you, can you change your mind, right? Yes, you can okay. definitely unmatch. I have unmatched with people very quickly for so many reasons. Okay, tell uh, us some of those and tell us some of these horror stories. I want to hear them. I mean, the first is obviously if someone writes something creepy or gross, or if it's on an app where they can send a picture, getting a dick pic as their first thing. You've gotten a dick pic? I could do a coffee table book on dick pics. I have gotten so many dick pics to this point where I now have comebacks to dick pics. Okay, tell me some of those. I want to hear those. I mean, a few other, I will credit friends if I can remember who gave it, but I know a friend of mine told me to say to a guy, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Or, oh, I didn't know you had that disease. <laughs> um, I've gotten several that are guys standing over toilets with their dicks out. And I just say, oh, so you're telling me you're a piece of shit. Oh my God. No wonder you secretly hate it. And now you're telling the world. I would hate that. That's never going to motivate me to like go over to someone's place if I'm not feeling like seeing that. No, no, there is zero, zero point in ever sending dick pics to all the men or people with dicks out there listening to this. Please don't send them. Don't send them. A girl, I have not heard one of my girlfriends say, oh, I got the best dick pic and it made me so hot. Like never heard that. And it's not even, it's not even dick pics. It's, you know, so because you're not familiar with dating apps, sorry if yes, I'm like please. dumbing it down. Yeah, dumb um, it down for me. <laughs> on Bumble, so most dating apps, you both have to swipe that you like each other before you can message. Okay. On Bumble, women have to do the messaging first. Men cannot send the first message. Do you like that? I do because it does also give me time to reevaluate if I really want to talk to them. I like Bumble for a lot of other reasons. Like they have... Um, video chat and voice chat built into the app so you don't have to give out your phone number. You can put pictures in the chat things, which can be nice when you're like sharing a picture of your dog or a cute thing you've seen, you know, out shopping. So I like Bumble, but you know, women have to do the first move. I have go-to opening lines. Ooh, I, let's hear them. <laughs> I don't use this one anymore, but the one I used to use all the time was uh, let's play two truths and a lie and get their two truths and a lie. And I would say a good 70% had something about their dick in the two truths and a lie. <laughs> so that's an automatic, like, no, thank you. What happened to the good old fashioned courting where you don't right? talk about your penis? That upsets me. I'm upset right now for all the people on dating apps. Like that frustrates me and I'm not even and on this. And now you know why I hate it too. <laughs> I and see. It's so the most ridiculous story. I so I have actually written a book about being uh, adventures on online dating. It's very early. Nothing's really done with it, but one day it will come out. And the reason I wrote this book was I was sharing on Facebook just these silly posts where I would write today in online dating and share something that happened, whether it's good or bad. If it's a profile that I saw that was funny, I would usually block up the guy's face just to be nice. And this Today in Online Dating story became the start of my book. I matched with a guy. We were chatting. We were going to meet up for a drink that night. Everything seemed normal. And then he had just randomly said to me, by the way, I need to let you know I haven't had sex in a long time. Okay. 
yeah, that was basically my reaction. I was like, okay, great. Like, I don't really care. And he said, yeah, I haven't had sex since my wife died. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry about that. Like asked about his late wife, you know, whatever. And then the conversation changes where do you have any costumes you can bring over? Would you buy some sex toys for me? And I was already thinking like, no. (laughs) And for safety, I get, um, you always have their first names from matching. Mm -hmm. I get their last names, preferably their phone number. And then I send their names, phone number, and a screenshot of their profile to a friend of mine for safety. Okay. That's great. That's good advice. So if you go on online dating, I love that advice. And better tell the guys you're doing it because then they know someone has the information and they're even less likely to do something. So I Googled this guy and couldn't find anything. Figured, you know, some people don't have a big online presence, whatever. And then he says, can I bring someone with me on the date? And that was like, just the immediate like red flags, alarms, everything going off. And I'm going to sound so crazy sharing Oh this. my God, I can't wait. I, so I Googled him again, still couldn't find anything. The way that Bumble works is it pulls your employer's name if you put your employer. So I was like, let's see just his first name and the employer. And I figured out who gave me a fake last name. So I Googled the first name, last name and didn't find much, but there's those creepy people finder sites that post like your information without your permission. Uh-huh. And there was one that said he was connected to someone. So I clicked on it, put that person's name in Facebook and went through her friends, found him and his profile photo was him and a girl with a giant ring. And I took a screenshot and I messaged him and I just said, oh, is this your late wife? Just trying to play it off. And he's like, yeah, you know, we keep her old profile up, you know, just for memory's sake, you know, it's, you know, we don't want to lose the photos, whatever crap he was telling me. But I was a few steps ahead of him and I had already looked at the girl's profile and she had posted that morning. Oh my God. I called him out on it and his attitude immediately changed of, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Please don't tell her. I didn't mean to. I wasn't going to do anything. Please, whatever. I hang up on him. I message the fiance. To this day, my Facebook message is still showing delivered, not read. So it's probably in her other folder, um, which sucks. Oh, but but at least you made the effort to tell her about her man. Whenever I catch someone who's cheating on their significant other, like I know, and if someone's in an open relationship, they're very honest about it. These are not people in open relationships. I have so much respect for anyone who's in an open relationship and is very clear about that. I would never tell a significant other to someone who said that, but when they're being shady and you can tell they're being shady, I usually will message the wife and you know, I've caught not caught. I've seen my friends' husbands on dating apps and I'm always terrified of like, oh my God, are they cheating? Only one time was it the guy cheating. Every other time it has been such an innocent thing that's so dumb. Like they were on dating apps before and they didn't realize deleting the app didn't delete your profile. Because when you delete the app from your phone, your profile is still there. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, but I've never been on a dating app and if they're on a dating app, they're probably dating, but that makes sense. You have but to actually delete who, your profile. Yeah. Right. Like they were on Tinder five years ago and just never deleted it. And I'm the one, and I, whenever I bring it to a friend, I'm just like, Hey, I think there's someone using your husband's photos on Tinder. I never say it's your husband. I never accuse. And it has been once where it was a catfish using the photos. 
And another one, and I confronted the friend because I'm friends with him. His friend worked for Tinder and used his photos for a beta profile for a test and didn't realize it went live on the site until I caught it. Oh my God, you've had some crazy (laughs) online dating. I've never heard all this craziness. I mean, I'm happy. I've had a guy where when we finally went out for dinner, his opening line to me, like after saying hello, he's like, oh, by the way, I have one testicle. Like, why? 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 (laughs) Why? I don't need this information. Oh, my God. What? Hey, are you going to order the fish or the chicken? And by the way, I have one testicle? Basically, yeah. Oh, my God. What's the matter with people? I don't don't understand. And it's not even just the people who are, like, cheaters or really weird. It's, you know you get ghosted all. I've been ghosted more times than I would like to remember. And, you know, I understand it's hard to tell someone, Hey, I don't want to go out with you again, but to just disappear sucks. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. I feel like people should just step up and say, I actually am not interested. Thank you. Uh, Anyways, you know, like there's something so beautiful about that transparency, but why are people so terrified of saying that? I don't know. And and I'm not going to say like, it makes it easier. There was a guy that I went out with. I thought we had a really amazing first date where we started drinks. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to leave. So we went to go get dinner. Didn't want to leave. We went to a movie. Like it was a really great first date. I really liked him. And the next day he messaged me saying, Hey, you know, I had a great time. I just didn't feel a connection. It sucked, but thank God he said something to me. I know, but that, I mean, now that you say that, I feel like that would suck too, because why would you carry on the date so long? But at least I had an answer. Yes. But it would have been nice if he was like, Hey, do you want to go see a movie? I really want, I'm in the mood to go see a movie, but I just want to say, I think you're great as a friend and I really like hanging out with you. And you would have probably been, yeah, let's go see a movie or no, thank you. You know, I mean, maybe to have a great first date and then them say that the next time. But then maybe something happened. Maybe, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm innocent. Maybe something happened that I said something or did something where it was a red flag for him. He's like, oh, I don't want to date her. That's true. That's so true. That's true. I could have done something. I don't know. But, you know, compare that to a guy where you know, we were only dating like three weeks, but all of our dates were like 12, 15 hour dates. He left my house the last time I saw him. We were supposed to go out three days later and I've never heard from him again. Okay, but here's my question for you. Do you think a 12 to 15 hour date is a good idea? It depends. I think he, because he and I were like at dinner for like six hours and then went out like and, you know, we're sitting in a park for like, it wasn't like a nothing date. It was these really intense dates where I wouldn't typically recommend. And I'm a big advocate of first dates, first meetings being coffee or a drink, something that's easy to escape. Well, here's the thing. And I'm going to say for my program, 
you know, they make first dates, the first five dates, like they call it light and polite. Like you're just actually gonna, you're interviewing them for a friendship, not even for a romance. Like you're just like sitting and it's, they can only be like two hours long. You can't go over two hours. I would say 99% of the time, I pretty much limit a first date to an hour, hour and a half. Gotcha. Just because I also don't want to feel like there's a false sense of intimacy because I've been around someone so long. Yeah. I feel like people get too intimate too quickly. Yeah. And there's definitely that, but I think for that one particular guy, it was one of those things where 10 hours had passed and we're like, wait, it's been 10 hours. Like we thought we were just here for an hour. So it wasn't like an intentional, like, let's spend the day together. Right. Right. But yeah, he still ghosted me and I've never heard from him and I know he's not dead because he unmatched me on the dating app after that, but. Here's my thing. And I, I'm sure everybody else has this like secret loathing of online dating, but is there something good about online dating that you actually like or no, not really? I think it's a necessary evil. I don't think there are a lot of opportunities to meet someone in real life these days that doesn't feel weird or, you know, like I don't want to meet someone at an audition where then it's kind of this weird power dynamic. Like you almost need to have a neutral space to meet someone and there aren't as many opportunities. And then, you know, as you get older, there are fewer and fewer opportunities. You want to get married. I do potentially want kids. And so it is kind of a necessary evil, but I will also say online dating has also taught me to appreciate different types of relationships Mm. where before I was almost proud of the fact that if I saw zero future with someone after two dates, I just said, we're done. Like that's it compared to now where there's a guy that I was seeing, this was a while ago, but like on and off casually for a year and a half, two years. And he was, you know, nice to have around when he was around, there was no expectations. And I know how to appreciate that type of relationship. And it also helped me learn what I liked from that, that I do want in a long-term relationship. Right. I feel like you do have to experience different types of relationships to learn what you want in specific types of relationships. Has other people that you know had successes with online dating? Oh yeah. Most of my friends who've gotten married in their mid to late thirties met on a dating app. Oh my God. Actually, my mom actually met her second husband on an online dating app. It's so common now that it's almost weird to not meet on a dating app if you start dating these days. But like my brother and sister-in-law met on a dating app. My, I have several friends who met their husbands on Tinder. Wow. Um, I thought Tinder was the hookup one. I mean, that's what I thought too. And I avoided it for so long because of that. But I, I mean, I personally think Bumble is my preferred app mainly because of the ability to do phone calls and video chats without giving out my number because I don't. My rule tends to be I don't give out my phone number until I've met someone in person because there are also catfish out there. Yeah. And that's smart, especially as a woman and especially in a big city, you know, you don't want to be giving out your number to a bunch of random people, right? Exactly. But, you know, I'm on on far too many dating apps is the better answer, but- How many dating apps are you on right now? Oh, she's getting out her phone to look. Dun, dun, dun. What is her answer? Okay, so- I'm on 10 dating apps right now. 10? But I only really use like two or three. Can you name them for me? Just because so I've never heard them before. Actually, I lied. Sorry. I am on 
nine dating apps because one of them is not a dating app. Um, so Bumble, Tinder, OkCupid, Hinge, The League, JSwipe, Raya, Ship, and Plum Dating, which I think changed their name, but they forgot to change their icon on the app. Okay, here's my thing. I know that it's like a secret that you've been vocal more about right now, but I love that you're sharing it with us. I do like to attach like the seven deadly sins to these kind of secrets. So I'm going to name them for you and you tell me, you know, what it connects to. Okay, so we got pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. So I think lust is kind of the given that you have to consider. I don't know if that necessarily, I don't want to say my drive to be on online dating is a lust-based thing, but I think that is a factor because otherwise I would find other ways to meet someone or I would be more patient and wait for it to organically happen. Oh, that's interesting because it's like, instead it's like this drive to make it happen instead of being patient and like waiting and saying it's going to happen. Yeah. And I've, I've been paid like my twenties was, even though I did little bouts of online dating here and there, my twenties were spent being patient and not meeting anyone. I really, I mean, even, like I said, even though I have all those apps, most of them I have not opened probably in the last month, I pretty much only use Bumble and Tinder and Honestly, I pretty much only use Bumble if I'm being real serious. Um, We are not sponsoring Bumble, just so you know, people. I will also say what they do, a smart marketing move on their part is, so when you match, the women have to message first, but you have to message within 24 hours or your match disappears. And they have to message you back within 24 hours if it disappears. And then it stays. Like it has to, there has to be an intention behind it. You can't just match a bunch of people. I actually love that. That was, that's really smart because you have to like, if it's important to you, you'll make the move in 24 hours. Versus me, like on Tinder, I think I have like a hundred matches that I haven't messaged yet or hasn't messaged me. And it's just, they're just sitting there. I bet you're one of the people hate online dating because of you too. If you think. I know I'm I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware. I'm a horrible person with online dating. I'm not in any way saying I'm innocent, but I at least haven't ghosted anyone. <laughs> That's true. Okay, wait, let's get back to the right, seven so yeah, so then the other, Yeah, the go ahead. Other two that I think are kind of related are envy and anger. And it's about, you know, I'm still single. This sucks. Like, I don't want to be single. I'm not someone who set out to be single in her 30s. I, I really thought I'd be married with kids by the time I was 28. And I'm not mad at my friends who are married or have kids or have boyfriends, but it sucks that I'm not one of them. And I think the envy anger idea kind of goes together with that pushes me to keep going because I know what I want in life. And I see this as a tool together. I don't see it as the only option, Good, but I see it as my best tool, especially right now when you can't even go out. Yeah. And everybody has a mask on. You can't even see half their face to see if you like them. Um, My other question for you, I always like to also ask what, you know, the secret of hating online dating and it finally coming to the surface, like who did that benefit and who did it harm? I think keeping this a secret and still somewhat keeping it a secret benefits me because like I said, I see this as a tool to work toward what I want. And I have learned a lot from online dating. I'm not going to deny that I've learned a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. So I think hiding from myself in a way that I hate it has been the thing that kept me going. Oh, interesting. Because if I 
because I hated online dating when I did it in my 20s. And I just quit the apps and just moved on. And that didn't work for me. So forcing myself to stay on there, realizing that even out of the worst situations, I have found some positives or I've learned something. I think, I mean, maybe someone's going to say I'm avoiding the truth in this, but I think that avoidance is helping me learn. Interesting. And my last question for you, and I feel like this is kind of the most important one. If someone's listening right now and they're having trouble and they're hating online dating and putting themselves out there, what would be the advice you would give them? I think finding a community where you feel supported to get advice or need to rant is the most important thing. There is a podcast that has a Facebook group that has spinoff groups and people who know this podcast will know what I'm talking about. And there is a dating specific Facebook spinoff group. I, well, I have friends in it now, but pretty much I have never met any of these women in real life. Mm -hmm. They live in all over the world, but that group and that support has been a lifesaver for me. Having a community where I can say, look, this happened. Am I crazy for thinking this? Or does this seem weird? Or is anyone else getting a red flag? Because I don't know if I can trust my gut. And we also, even though I have a friend that I message all my safety stuff to, we have a message group in Facebook where if someone's going on a date and doesn't want to tell a friend for whatever reason, they can message it to the group and we check in with each other. Oh, I love that. The support. Yeah, having a support group where no one is judging me for online dating. No one is saying, oh, you know, you're just going to meet them when, you know, when it's meant to happen or, or stop looking and you'll find them. You know, having people who can completely relate and don't judge me, even when I've made really bad mistakes or I've been the villain in a situation, that is the most important thing. I think for anything you can do, having that type of support, but for dating Because so many of us have friends, like all of our friends are married. So finding a community that can come together is just, that is my number one advice is find, find a group of people that you can turn to and trust and not feel ashamed for whatever you have to say. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this secret and also sharing your journey with us and telling us the truth. I learned so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me educate you on dating apps. Yeah. If you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Oh,